Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 105. Oh my god, it's too many episodes. We gotta stop. There's no, there's we no do. more. This is it, right? It's just I'm trying to think of 105 <laughs> of anything. The last time I saw 105 of anything, guitar My, picks. Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's. Did you ever read Mike and Ike's when you were a kid? Before, before veganism no, was a thing. Oh no. Really? I, did, I didn't like the Mike? way I didn't like the way they looked. They look clinical. They look like they look like suppositories. Yeah. yeah. You don't like <laughs> That's that? So I didn't eat them. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is a watch podcast. Okay, so I got to, got distracted by suppositories. Not the first time. Actually, I think we might have talked about them on air, but this is really surprise, a lot of fun. Surprise suppository. Surprise suppository is an incredible band name or a great name for a birthday clown. Right? <laughs> Sprinkles. Just... Sprinkles, the surprise suppository, is a great clown name. I think we got something. We got something. I think we finally cracked the nut on the birthday party market. All right. Yep. Sprinkles, the surprise suppository. He does balloon animals. He only does one balloon animal, though, and it's a suppository. It's, it's, it's just one shape. It's, 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 it's a suppository <laughs> shape. Okay, so yeah, episode one of five. This can be a lot of fun. We are returning to a beloved segment um, that we have here at TBWS. There's, a, there's several segments that we have that we return to, but this one always ends up being a lot of fun because... We all learn together. That's why I like the show. You know, Mike and I learn as we're talking about something, as you guys learn, and then afterwards people get in contact with us, and it's really a lot of fun. So <clears throat> this week we are doing our no, uh, another segment of watch brands we know nothing about. So the idea of watch brands we know nothing about is we choose a watch brand Mike and I know shit about. We're gonna we're gonna get people mad <laughs> on this one. I don't think we're getting people mad. I think it's I think it's one of those things. So okay, so I, I have to I have to like not like gild the lily any further. So watch brands we know nothing about. Credor. I feel like Credor is something people see all the time. Obviously, you know it's it's it has that relationship with Seiko. It is basically a wing of Seiko. People see all of the really high flagship Credor models: Fugaku, that Turbion, the Ichi Two, those minute repeaters. But how? What do we actually know about Credor? You know what I'm saying? And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy you brought this up the other day because I think this is an excellent candidate for a watch brand that we know nothing about, you know? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> but first, before before we get into the main topic, we have traditions, we have fun housekeeping news, fun stories to get to. Let's honor tradition. Let's, let, let us, let us, let us, like green lettuce, let us remain do. A wrist check, an audio wrist check. What are you wearing? What are you wearing on the show today? Let us proceed. Are you wearing? Um, are you wearing your Ichi two? Are you wearing mm. the minute repeater that 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 dings the Batman logo? It's, <laughs> it does not. Just to clarify, it does not ding the Batman. It should, but it does not ding the Batman logo. Today I have a uh, Ulysses <laughs> erotic watch. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, so Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, if I went to like a job interview, I would hardcore wear that watch and have it go off. Like, oh, I'm sorry, it's my, it's just, it's just my, <laughs> it's just my erotic tourbillon minute repeater. Let me just, let me just turn this off, guys. Continue, please continue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just no, hang, I don't hang, have hang dong, if you will. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. What's up? I don't have one of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> the wife doesn't let me. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> uh, I already need my inhaler. Continue. It's the I'm wearing a Seiko seven five four eight on a quartz. Nice. Yep. I don't think I've worn this one on the show. I don't um, think so. And I have it on a uh, 
just a single pass um, nylon strap. Uh, one of the toxic royals. So the R R R I F style, R A F style. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's nice. it. And actually, this is this is a watch that I got from uh, <clears throat> Toxic Terry. T Dog, T Dog, a beloved, <laughs> our beloved Terry Williams, the man over at Toxic Natives. Yeah, and you know, we I guess we had an episode that was uh, you know the SKX. That's what the entire episode's about. And <laughs> the seven five four eight came up because I found it to be such a fascinating uh, chapter of the SKX uh, lifespan. And um, what's really cool about this movement is that. It's basically a quartzified <clears throat> version of a 6309. Right. So Seiko, in their effort to create the best quartz movement that they wanted to make at the time, they repurposed um, several <clears throat> components of the 6309 movement. So I just, I found that really cool and I was researching them for a while and um, Terry reached out and said like, hey, I, I, I get a bunch of these coming through and uh, yeah. This one is actually kind of hot rotted. It's got a sapphire crystal. Oh, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if the bezel on these was originally bi-directional, but this one is, is bi-directional. Oh, interesting. And it's, it's 60 click. It's like a very pronounced click. If the, is the bezel like a die bezel or like a, or like a GMT bezel? Cause I feel like GMT bezels are the ones that are bi-directional. No, this is only a dive. dive okay, that's cool. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I, I've always been curious, how does the sapphire crystal look on that case style? Because I always feel like it might, there might be some kind of incongruence, but I've never seen it in person. No, it's just a flat <laughs> sapphire crystal. So it's exactly the same kind of profile you'd get with the stock hard lex. Yeah. But it's just sapphire. It's not a dome or anything. Is it too um, shiny? That might be weird, but is it like too, is, is there too much clarity? <laughs> Which is, I guess, what I'm asking. Her. I have a regular SK here against the light. Um, same bullshit. Yeah, it's the same. There you go. Yeah. Shut open and shut cl closed and shut case mechanical. Very good. Yeah, but uh, you know, basically, for for those who have never seen this, this <clears> is basically um, same case as the popular SKX 007, 009. Yep. and this one is a Pepsi. Um, variant, and uh, yeah, I really dig it. <laughs> so, 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 question on everyone's mind: Is it staying in the collection? Oh yeah, no this this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been a while since you've sold a watch, right? Or am I or, or am I insane? It has been a while. It's been a while since I've sold a watch, and it's been a while, um, since I've been thinking about getting rid of stuff as well so proud of you, i don't man. know yeah it's it, stay off the internet and then you <laughs> won't want things uh, oh this one also has the kanji uh, day wheel oh that's so, that's so cool like, oh man you want to see this one i can bring this one when i go down there yeah 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 yeah. bring it bring it we'll uh i'll i'll bring some watches too michael is coming down here to orlando for thanksgiving we're gonna have a very merry tbws thanksgiving it's going to be a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're going to yeah. go to the watch joint over here in Disney and we're going to buy two, uh, two, um, Braymont, what, uh, the Martin, two Martin Baker, two Braymonts. It's going to be awesome. No, I want to buy two of the one where they used pieces of the plane that the Wright brothers flew. 
I want to buy two of those. Please tell me you're being facetious. Is that fucking real? Do they really? Do they really do some like 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 some like like Romain Jerome DNA bullshit on there? Like they yeah. They took- well, they they do that with a lot of their their special watches. They're, really? They're limited. They put a piece of they put pieces of planes in. Uh, I think the rotor. They do, you, do that. Do you think? Does that matter? <laughs> I love Braemon. I think. I mean, I just to clarify, I am not Braemon's target demographic. I am the target demographic. I am as closely related to Braemon's target demographic as someone serving drinks at one of their parties. That's like the most obliquely <laughs> <clears throat> relevant I can be to the people that those watches generally, um, like like normal consumer market, like compares to. But do you think that like does it add value having a piece of some planes fuselage crafted into the rotor of the watch for the folks that they need to sell those watches to? It's gonna attract them. Does it attract you? Because you're because you, you're an aviation guy. I'm an aviation guy, but I'm not an aviation guy. That's that's <laughs> in in the in the kind of in the kind of ball game to you know. You know, John Travolta aviation. You know, <laughs> no, no, that sweet Scientology money, dude. I think it's Scientology. So I'm not too sure actually. <laughs> yeah, so no, I hear you. I hear but you. But those the, those things sell out really really quick, man. And, and they're 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 pricey. They're highly limited. But every time. Uh, I think Braemont usually does an event uh, whenever they release those really limited watches. The last one I think they did was for the Concorde, and they have um, some Concorde materials in there somewhere. Is um, there is there like a Russian famous like Cold War jet, like a, you know what I'm talking about? Is there like some sort of like standard like 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 yeah like a, just a Mig. A MIG fighter plane. Is that what it's so? Can we can we somehow get Vostok to make <laughs> <coughs> to fashion like watch cases out of like old MIG fighter planes or like rotors or some shit? I think that'd be hilarious. You know what I mean? You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's been done. Maybe it's been Who done. Knows? I also don't know where they would find, I guess, surplus like MIG scrap because I assume it's already been melted down and turned into I don't know fucking munitions or souls to other countries i don't know i don't know anything about planes i don't know what happens to the, to make fighters after the cold war but i wouldn't be surprised if someone's still flying if people are still using like a four ak-47s i can totally still picture someone using like a fucking cold oh, war yeah. era mig <laughs> yeah no the the mig 31 is still in service uh those things have been flying since the 70s but jesus now now we're just becoming a plane podcast <laughs> That's that's that that'll be a show with one. I don't know shit about. I hate flying. I don't know nothing about planes. All a plane is to me is a giant dick-shaped tube full of germs. Where if like one screw falls off something, we're we're all we're all emulsified in the atmosphere. Like that's just that's what a plane is to me. Like I just don't. I you know just, you're pretty close. <laughs> I know I know I am. I know I am, man. But I just I just don't like. I'm just super not into flying. So that's pretty cool. But I'm I'm super happy to hear that you're. <clears throat> that you're still digging that watch because I because the, the the Seiko the court Seiko that you're wearing because I saw it on the feed remember we were talking about it but I don't think you've worn it on the show before so super yeah, happy you're digging it nice nice faded bezel too this is gonna eventually turn into the kind of purplish and baby blue it's gonna one ghost day, ghost out it's gonna ghost don't some people like faux Tina bezels to like like don't they like like um they Q-tip it with like bleach or something like that have you seen that. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> I don't think you have to be smart. I just think you need steady hands, which I do not have. You know, <laughs> that's so. Uh, cool. What are you wearing? 
I'm wearing a watch I don't think I've worn in a long time, actually. I'm wearing my Seiko Blue Lagoon Samurai, you know? I saw some story segments uh, this week. You've you've been enjoying that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Um, I saw it in the box, and I'm like, you know what? Let's wear it. It's been a while. I got to thinking about it because um, during last week's episode, um, Black Friday hopefuls, uh, that was a really fun episode. I think we, I think we had mentioned, not as like a, not as like one of our picks, but I think we had mentioned that the orange samurai on Amazon is like under three hundred bucks. Yep. Which is, is outrageous, and like in my mind. So after we recorded, in my mind, I'm thinking like. You know, if that shit drops pretty low, maybe I'll get it for for just, just just for schnitz and giggles. But then that part of my brain is like, well, wait a minute. There is another watch that we're saving for. Now, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk about this goddamn watch, <laughs> but I am I am saving up money hardcore for that stupid Bond Omega Seamaster Quartz, the Pierce Brosnan watch from Goldeneye 2541.80.000. Which is like the only Swiss reference number you guys are going to ever hear me remember. <laughs> Recited from memory. That's the, the, the only one, I think. I might I might recall some, like, I might ironically recall some Richard Meal numbers, but that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, you those know are long I mean? ones, I think. I think so, you know. But yeah, um, and so uh, that's like the struggle right now, you know. Um, I want to save for, for that Bond Quartz watch, but then uh, we were just talking about that Orange Seiko Samurai, and then I'm just like, well, let me see. It's been a while since I've worn my Blue Lagoon. Let me see what's up, and I put it on, and I fucking love this watch. I love this the, the samurai, this new, this 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 reimagined, like kind of I guess redone samurai case. Also, and the dial, the case itself is super comfortable. So, um, a listener was actually in town, local to me, a couple days ago. Shout out to GTS Derek. You know GTS Derek. You've, you've hung out with him, right? Mm-hmm. He was here. Uh, in Ar- yes. He was yeah. here in Orlando. And so we were we were hanging out. We were at the. Um, I actually took him to the diner that I took you to uh, here in in celebration. You know, nice place. It's very cute. I dig it. It's a cute little town. You know. And so we were hanging out there, and um, he had uh, Dan Henry. I think oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. 1939. It's like a quartz uh, two register chrono. Really cool. Orange, mm. black, red, black. Really, really. Uh, yeah, something like that. Really, really beautiful. And I was wearing this watch. And so, um, you know, we did the obvious thing. We watch swapped. And so he was wearing this and he made a comment that I guess is like, it's so true. And it's, I guess, not always articulated. This thing looks fucking bulky. The samurai. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it does. So bulky. It looks like it look. It looks like it was crafted by dwarves out of mithril. Like it. It's very angular. It's very chunky. But as soon as you put it on the wrist, it totally makes sense. Like it doesn't feel as big as it as it looks you know what i mean um I'm, have you ever tried this watch on michael i have i i can't i can't you can't recall or you can't agree? i can't jive with the uh the samurais man I, I really wow. i really want to but i think they're i think they're maybe i just have to spend time wearing it what but was every your... time i put one on i'm just like whoa this is big and chunky so, and... It, so it, it felt big to you then right yeah. Okay. But this is this is interesting, and and you should know that that samurai specifically is pretty significant because it's the first time um, they brought the samurai back mm-hmm. since the older titanium ones. Yep. So that Blue Lagoon series was released, and there was a turtle version, and and your samurai. Yeah. But everybody had their eyes on the samurai model because it was the first time it it, it had been back. Um, so maybe I have to just wear one for a while, or if I ever try to buy one, I might 
look for a titanium one. I'll I'll lend this when you're here for Thanksgiving. I'll lend it to you, and you can fly back home with it and spend as much time as you want. That way, that it's, way, that way, you I know. Can't do that. It's too precious. It's not my fucking firstborn, dude. It's just a watch. I think you'll be okay. I trust. I trust you more than I trust anyone else with a watch. You know what I mean? And this particular watch has a very shorted history with me borrowing it out to people. And I'm still oh, willing. Yeah. I'm still in. I I don't want to talk about that more, but but I will, I'm still willing to lend this shit out to you. So yeah, yeah. Well, you'll see it, and if you want to borrow it, cool. If not, it's all cool. You know what I'm saying? So, but I've been wearing it for for the past week. I I still like. I love the case. But I I mean, the, for me, the dial is just like the X factor. I love the, I love the color. Yeah. I love the colors on this man. It's got this sunburst style. Has these very very kind of tasteful yellow accents. The bezel is a very deep blue, but then from the zero to fifteen, it's this like almost. Almost kind of muted turquoise. It's a, it's an, an aluminum insert bezel, which I've come to prefer. I think there's this sort of um, onus on the watch family to want a ceramic bezel on everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like the aluminum inserts, man. I, I, it's only it's only it's only prevalent in my mind right now because I'm getting ready to post. F- finally, I apologize for the delay. I'm getting ready to post the review on this Squally Atmos 30, and ha- that has a ceramic bezel, which is super super cool. But I still prefer. These aluminum inserts, you know, it's a lot of extra shininess for, for nothing. It's I think. it's super super shiny. I think it's like an interesting like, not bragging right, but for people who like talking about specs, like like when car dudes start talking about like car cylinders and like and like horsepower, you know what I mean? This is the cruise control, the, <laughs> the ceramic bezel. Yeah. So my my car lingo doesn't extend beyond. Uh, yeah, it's got power steering and. Um, <laughs> I don't have crank <laughs> windows. I got the button on the windows, but only the first one is like the automatic where I just have to touch it once. All the other ones I have to hold the button down. Like that's like <laughs> the extent of my of my car knowledge, you know? Uh, so, but yeah, no, I've been wearing the Blue Lagoon for for a few days now. It's definitely super into it. Um, the It's funny, we were talking about bracelets the other day. The bracelet does taper on this, but really very slightly. Which is probably why it also feels super large to you because it doesn't have that taper. Like it only tapers. I'm looking right now, like less than a millimeter from the Seiko. Twenty-two. Yep, did the Seiko from twenty-two to. Oh, technically it says twenty, but pff, looks larger than that. So it does. It does taper, but it still feels pretty substantial. But I'll let you spend some time with it when you're when you're when you're um, when you're over here for Thanksgiving. Cool. And this thing's got the. 4R35. Why can't we get more 6R15s? You talk about that. I don't know, but I'm try- I've been I've been wondering if there's really much of a difference. I th- so me having a 6R15 and having one of these 4R35s, I feel like the, dif- the for me the main difference is I feel like the time, the accuracy is better on my 6R15, but for me personally what I love about my 6R15, the power reserve. 50 plus hours. Oh, is 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 oh, okay. I didn't know the power reserve was a little beefier. For, for me, that's so cool. I love that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I don't think this 4R35 has the same power reserve. If it does, someone totally let me know. Mm. But like, in, like that's just what I've what I've noticed. It's actually funny when GTS Derek uh, and I were were hanging out. We were talking about all the stuff that Seiko is doing with like Grand Seiko and how it's doing all these new innovations with like they they just did that um Quartz GMT movement Grand Seiko. Very oh, very cool. Yeah. I know, right? How cool would it be if they iterated further on like the seven S line of, of 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 movements? Like, what if we had like a I don't know, a hacking manual wind seven S 
blah 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 whatever but i don't think they're going to you know well i I mean i think that's the that's the 4r it is but the thing is it's also a different price bracket i feel like yeah if there was something they could do to offer those features in a watch that was like under 200 bucks like if you could get it like an s like an snk 807 or whatever that like hacked in manual wines that would be super cool but then maybe some of the charm would be lost i don't know I'm I'm trying to remember, I can't, and I can't remember what the cheapest watch with a four R movement is. Um, it might be uh, it might be one of the um, SKXs, like 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 the zero one three or something like that. Because is, 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 isn't that shit? No, off? that one has that one has the seven S. So oh, I mean the, the I mean shit. the hacking the hacking one that you have. It might be the um, orange samurai. <laughs> it might be the orange samurai. <laughs> Which Who is knows? like a, a special case because I thought that thing was like an Amazon release uh, only watch, but I, apparently it's not. Yeah, I mean it's up there. People get. I've been tempted by the uh, Save the Ocean Samurai. I will admit, that beautiful. One looks, looks really pretty, really cool. Pretty rad. I think. Uh, shout out to Ranch Racer. I think Ranch Racer's got one, or he's got the turtle. Yeah, I think he's got the samurai. Yeah, and yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, that one looks pretty good. It's almost like an extension of the Blue Lagoon range. Yeah. If you couldn't snatch one of those up, you can you can get the Save the Ocean. So, so my question is, should I become a sumo collector or a samurai collector? What do you think? You should collect whatever your heart desires. Bond, you should collect Bond, the Bond, Bond Omegas. <laughs> Just collect all the Bond Omegas. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, that's what I'm wearing. Also, a huge shout out and a thank you to GTS Derek for... Um, listen to me just talk about my feelings for an hour. I'm not entirely sure what he anticipated our breakfast conversation uh, turning out to be, but that guy, that guy's got end up crying. Uh, no, it was just me crying. I was okay. just, I was just kind of, I was man weeping. I find man weeping to be the most efficient form of male expression. You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. was just, it was just, yeah, it's just, it's just an hour of that. So, so appreciate appreciate GTS Derek. You listening to me talk about God knows what for like an hour and a half or however long we were there for. Um, and go and check out his feed. A lot of really, really fun stuff. Uh, keep an eye for that Dan Henry that he was that he was rocking. That thing was super cool. You know. Uh, shall s- we? Shall we tell people about the uh, the housekeeping items as far as the I'm episode? Uh, very next week. Interested. Oh yeah, we can talk. We can talk about next week's episode. Here, you you go for it. I've been talking about Godless One for way too long. No, no, just uh, just real quick. We wanted to uh, put this out there. Uh, so Michael's uh, firing next <laughs> Michael, not. Michael, Michael's had a meeting with himself and they've decided to fire me, which is the best. <laughs> I think it's the best choice for the longevity of the show. So later guys, it's been real. I'm going <laughs> to, I'll just sign off now and let Mike, let Mike round out the show. I just imagined a meeting with myself. That's really boring. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You can do a PowerPoint presentation and everything, dude. It'll be it'll be awesome. <laughs> but here, I cut you off. I apologize. I'm not I'm not fired. Just to clarify, I'm not fired. But here, here, what's uh, what's up? No, no. So Thanksgiving week, uh, since Kaz and I will be hanging out, um, the episode that will publish the week after, uh, that one's going to be a very special episode that's going to uh, be posted on our Patreon page, which will be totally free to access as usual. But we're doing something special that uh, quite a few of you have been asking for lately. Uh, we're going to have a big powwow, Thanksgiving 
Thanksgiving powwow, both of the couples, and we're all going to talk about stuff, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be a. It's going to be a very merry TBWS special. It's going to be me, my wife Becky, Mike, Mike's wife Noor. Um, just because I, there was such a really wonderful positive response to the episode that you had done with Noor, and I thought that was really cool. So we're going to do yeah. a version of that with everyone. It's yeah, it's going to be up on Patreon, so it's not going to be up on like the normal. I guess, um, channels and platforms you guys listen to the show currently. So we're just giving everyone a week's notice. Um, the Patreon link, it's, oh, what the fuck is it? It's patreon.com slash two book watch We'll also put it in the show notes and we'll let everyone else know in the feed and everything like that. Just so you guys know when you don't see an episode go up the Monday after Thanksgiving, you don't have to bring your pitchforks to my window. You just go and check out Patreon and the, and the episode will yeah. be there. Yeah, that that's that's the only update I think uh, I wanted to give. Well, listen, there's, and, there's uh, another update. I'm I'm very curious to hear about you. You went on a watch adventure with uh, oh yes with your wife. Yeah, and so you kind of, and you bought what did you buy? How many how many um, Batek perpetual calendars did you buy? Well, we got matching Jack A. Dro charming birds. Oh, but of course, yes, of course. <laughs> so sweet. I think I think the quintessential couple's choice. Matching charming birds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what kind of sparked it. We uh, we were just having we were having lunch, and uh, I was just like, let's check out some cool watches. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Nice. That's so. <laughs> so cool. we we went downtown, and um, because our our five year anniversary is coming up, she's been thinking about uh, maybe upgrading her setting uh, on her engagement ring. Okay. So we we went downtown to this this jewelry place, who, and this place also happens to be the only location in Seattle that carries Patek Philippe. Jesus. Very and good. I thought it'd be fun to to go in there and, and bother the poor person that's uh, <laughs> gonna have to deal with me. Uh, but it was actually a very pleasant experience. We wow. saw some some really beautiful watches, uh, specifically the the fifty one forty six annual calendar. That thing stole my heart. Uh, <laughs> you know, is it a large? Gonna, is it a large watch? It's thirty nine millimeters. Uh, <sighs> it's in white gold, so it feels super hefty. Um, God, man, it, it's it, any watch that you put next to that watch is just gonna look like a Casio. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah it was it was kind of interesting to to go there and talk to the guy about the current shortage because you know we we talk about rolex having their issues with the stainless steel models and the same thing is happening to patek right um you know the waiting list for the nautilus and they will actually have a waiting list um is is years it's years deep now so people are people are 100 percent paying two times msrp to get them now so i, I have um, a question well i actually i have two things um let's just do a quick del- like check on the lag because i had a i had a bit of a like a blip on your audio can you hear me right now normally i can hear you yeah. perfect second question what if you put down money and you're on like a year-long waiting list and then you die i mean god forbid like what if you're like you you literally put down money on the watch you walk out of the watch store and you're like a bystander in like a bond gunfight and like someone shoots you in the chest with a crossbow. Like what happens? Do you get your money back? I'm not really sure. That's that's a good question. But we did talk about something similar uh, because Nora asked the guy about the split second chronograph that she saw. I, I forget the reference, but it's um, obviously it's not in the store. It's an application piece. Um <laughs> 
but she was like, oh, so how long is the waiting list for that? And the guy goes, <laughs> the guy tells her, most people never see that watch in their lifetime. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> He's like, so I think, I think he has, I think he hinted at the fact that people have been on waiting lists and they died. just die. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, be worth it guys I love watches as much as the next man that can't be worth it that can't be worth it I don't know that was that was a lot of fun we um wow. can you imagine those being my dying words but I haven't got my split second chronograph oh, and I expire I return to dust and earth before gracing my my uh my Patek split second on my disgusting wrist. That's so funny though. How much was that watch? Like two dollars. That watch is um. That watch in white gold is a little over forty one thousand. Which is hilariously <sighs> less less than a Creedor that we're probably going to talk about today. <laughs> but the the, the 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 Creedor is is quite still quite special. You know what I mean? It is. Um, I just I, I I can't believe that. But, That's uh, so after, crazy though. After that, we 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 hit up a couple of different spots. We went to a place called Foxes, uh, here in downtown Seattle, and um, that sounds like a strip bar. Is it a strip bar? You can tell me. It does sound like one. I I might have been to a, to a Foxes establishment at some point. That it uh, it sounds like some place down here in like we're well, not down here, but like in Miami. You know what I mean? It's like oh yeah, Foxes right off Bird Road. You know what I mean? There, well, there is a super trashy Foxes. I don't know if it's there anymore. It was, it was in Miami. Oh man, it's a weird place. Anyway, but um, this I'm sorry, I'm, I'm this sorry. place yes. carries Nomos. Uh, oh, cool. They, yeah, they only carry one watch brand, and it's Nomos. And we had a blast trying all those on. She wow. found one that was perfect for her, and I, I never paid attention to it. It's the Orion uh, lineup. And they have a women's model oh. that's like thirty-three millimeters, and it was just per- just perfect for her. It's a little wow. pricey though; it's like two thousand. Um, well, that's in a store. You can probably find it online or gray market for a pretty good price. Yeah, she she really she really enjoyed that watch. Um, you know, it's Some of it's those... got this sort of like rosy mm-hmm. champagne color to the dial. Wow. Yeah, pretty sweet. Some of those nomos can get, I think, under one k. Like, I think you can find like like the nomos like club and the nomos club or club campus for like under under 1k i think some of those orions also i th- i think the problem is the newer nomos are getting a little bit more expensive because they're putting more and more innovation into those pieces you know what i'm saying but some of the older ones um you can find good prices for the lady was trying to sell me on the ahoy which is a ridiculous name um, <sighs> ahoy ahoy <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, i don't i don't get it it's it's a nomos watch that basically has a screw down crown and uh it's like four and a half thousand or something it's for pirates ahoy hoy so that way when you're on the ocean you can screw down your crown so you don't get like blood in your movement when you're pillaging you know well, you know whatever dude like you do right i just don't associate the chic design language of nomos with a word like ahoy maybe ahoy is something in german that's far more elegant than we can realize <laughs> Right, like, 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 like. What if, like, ahoy means like, like, like champagne droplets? They're like something like wonderful. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know German. Um, a h o i, if I recall correctly. If anyone does know German, what does that mean? Or is it just like a meaningless word they made up? You know. I don't think it's a German word. Is it not a German word? I don't think so. Ahoy, ahoy, hoy. 
I don't know. I'm not sure what it is, dude. If someone knows, please, please let us, please let us know, because we are, we are in the dark. We are in the dark, people. You know. And then we finally we we top things off at the Turbion Boutique. <laughs> oh, is just a boutique with turbions in it? No, this place is called the Turbion it's Boutique. It's called the Turbion. What the fuck, box? Really? And it's a network of boutiques owned by the Swatch Group. And they're all Swatch Group brands in there. They carry wow. Pon, Omega, Jack Adro, Glashuta. Um, Glashuta is Swatch? I did not know that. I thought they were independent for some reason. Yep, Swatch. So it's all Swatch brands that they own. And it's sure. The, there, was, there was only one Turbion in the store. I was very disappointed. What the fuck's <laughs> it called Turbion? That, 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 that's, that's like having a place called your local butchers and it's just fucking lettuce in there. <laughs> Except like one summer sausage they keep in the back in a case, you know what I mean? Like why? It's is an exotic. So it's an it's an exotic sounding word, so pulls people I, in. I guess. Well, which which turbion they have? Turbion. It was like some. It was like some Blancpain turbion that I just uh, I had never seen before, but it was like three hundred fifty k or something. Uh, there, there was a, there was a guy showing it to some other dudes in their shop, and he's like, "Now this one, if you buy this one from me, I'll." take your family out to dinner i was like you better fucking like be like a surrogate father to my children for 350 <laughs> goddamn thousand dollars that is a ridiculous amount of money for an object you know yeah no god but we, heaven. we had fun um we checked out some this was weird we saw some ladies omegas <clears throat> which okay. were like quartz but because they had precious metals and and diamonds they were crazy expensive like thirty thousand for a quartz like, like omega it just it blew my mind because it was i guess because it was all gold you know but well that's just... that's com- so this is actually really um interesting this is something that um our our, our good friends over at love and watches talk about all the time so love and watches there's a podcast by by two 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 like og tbws fans perpetual girl and ranch racer and one of their earlier mm-hmm. episodes they were talking about this like odd price disparity with women's watches in regards to kind of like technology and construction and what you get with men's watches, like the markup on that is that high-end jewelry pieces for women's watches, you know, it's always, it's leveraging precious metals and stones and like all that stuff. And so with the, with the woman's watch, you're kind of just paying an extra price. They're charging what they feel a female demographic would pay for something blingy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like were these watches like blingy? Yeah, they they were they were a little blingy, and I I, I the lady I guess figured out that I was like no I, I I want her to see something that isn't quartz. I love quartz, but you know I want Nora to understand. <laughs> yeah, so so we started looking at um, Blancpain, and they had um, you know back in the day when when they were being kind of revived, um, they had an ad campaign that was just like. Something along the lines of there has, there has never been a quartz blanc pawn watch, and there will never be a quartz blanc pawn watch, or something like that. <laughs> the, it, the, the snobbery is so high. Right yeah, now. yeah, but that I mean that's kind of that's kind of fun. You it's know, appealing. It, in, it's still it's still appealing to kind of in hear the eighties when everyone was trying yeah. to do quartz. I think that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. But um, she saw actually a really cool moon phase. Uh, that that really pulled her in and pulled me in and i'd never paid attention to the collection before it's the it's the villa ray collection and they have a moon phase the reference is the bubble ray collection what did you say bubble bubble ray 
Villaray. Okay, I don't know what that is, but yes, continue. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> it's okay. just a word. I've never heard that before. Let me Google it. Yeah, it's uh, the sixty-one hundred six dash eleven twenty-seven dash fifty-five alpha, and um, it's just a beautiful pointer date moon phase. Um, and you, it's kind of cool. the The moon in the actual complication has like long eyelashes and her eyes are closed and there's a star beauty mark it's very feminine but man it's it's kind of cool if uh if a lady's wearing one of these i gotta this say this thing is pretty interesting actually how uh, what's the price point on this i can't remember, I can't remember if you said too much too much <laughs> but it's an improvement over the patek that she mentioned in the uh last episode <laughs> that we did with her this one retails uh, for ten thousand six hundred. I mean, it's not as much as I was expecting. That's still that's, that is still a a that's a lot of fucking cassavas. That's a that's a lot of goddamn donuts. You know what I mean? But that is not yeah. as much as I was expecting. Pretty so we're 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 bringing it down. She's bringing it down. Has she seen? Has she seen those long jeans moon phases? I I think they're. She I didn't think they're, like them. She didn't I think like them. They might be a little too masculine. I guess they might yeah. are, are kind of like quote unquote classically masculine. I, I I don't think so, but I can see someone. Um, seeing him in that way, you know. Yeah, do you like Frederic Constant? That was another one. Really cool brand. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still quite quit. That's, that's quite kitten smitten with that um that chronograph that came flyback. out like two Basels yeah. ago. Yeah, really cool. That flyback. Two Basels, so, cool. so long ago. <laughs> it feels like it was like fucking forever ago, right? <laughs> it does. A hundred and five <sighs> episodes ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's funny, man. But that's super. That, cool. I'm super cool to hear you had a positive watch buying experience. Maybe, maybe all four of us can do some kind of watch buying adventure. Um, oh, let me be clear. There was no watch buying here. This watch, was watch, watch window shopping, watch yes, fondling, <laughs> and slightly annoying uh, retail employees. Eh, they get paid for. I think I'm not too sure. <laughs> it depends. That's what they get underpaid for. That's what they get underpaid for. Yeah, dude. I could never. I could never do retail. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd get fired after the second day. I'd yell at someone. <laughs> no, you can't have any more free espresso. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I I would be the watch soup Nazi. <laughs> oh my god, we have to start a we have to start a brick and mortar watch operation where we're basically just like orological soup Nazis. You know, no cycle for you, and just like kick people out. <laughs> you know, uh, oh um, oh, you want blanc pan? No blanc pan for you. You know, just like really, just like fuck with people. I. I think it's cool that we also wore Seikos today um, for this uh, this main topic. I think it, I think it might be a good time to to get into it, but it's just yeah, uh, it's 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 so Credor. So yeah, watch brands we know nothing about Credor. Previous brands we, we've done the segment for uh, Rado. Mido, Rado, Universal Geneve. Um, I know I'm I forgetting. Universal one. was the first one. Yeah, Universal Universal Geneve. I think was the first one. Then it was Rado. Then it was Mido. Remember, remember, remember Robbie, the Mido robot, or the fuck, you know? Yeah, and now there's an Oris bear. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Oris. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny though, man. But yeah, so so uh, uh, this feels like an interesting extension. Watch brands we know nothing about Creedor because I thought I had a conception of what Creedor was, and then I was doing a lot of research for this show, and I just don't understand. I don't know if it's just something here in the West, but we don't get, I feel like we don't get that much press around Creedor. The only press that I have seen historically are around the Fugaku, 
uh, that tourbillon, that, the blue, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, those two minute repeaters, you know, um, also very wonderful. I, I had the pleasure of seeing all three of those pieces in person in the Seiko Boutique down in Miami. Uh, when it uh, first opened, like two years ago, I think, and something like that. So um, Joe Kirk was showing me around down there when he was still down there. And that was, I mean, they're beautiful in person. And then the other Creedor piece that we hear about all the time is the HE2 with the, um, it's like, it's a porcelain dial, right? It's beautiful. Or ceramic yeah. dial or porcelain? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Porcelain, porcelain. Porcelain, yeah. So, but I didn't realize there's so many like more other models. I just didn't understand how Creedor fit into the suite of Seiko models because there's so many different branches of like Seiko pieces. There's, there's Seiko 5 and Prospects and Grand Seiko, which we know about, but there's also... Creed Orch talking about now, and then Gallant. Have you, do you have you ever heard of Gallant? I don't know anything about Gallant, but you've you've seen them before, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know shit about them, but it exists. You know, I saw them down in the boutique also. So, but 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 what I find interesting is that we're seeing a very strong concerted push in the states here for Grand Seiko, but I'm not really seeing that for Creedor. What do you think? Um, I don't know if it'll happen. I think. I think, um, however, I think the boutiques here support Credor if you ask. It's one of those things I think that you have to ask about. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if, you know, I'd be curious to know actually if something like an Ichi 2 is an application piece. Um, if you have to just kind of apply for it, the application goes over there and you just got to wait. Because um, that's see. something... That's something we were talking about at the the Batek boutique, um, and I, I'd be curious to to know if Creedor slash Seiko employs the same kind of uh, concept. So, but yeah, I I've never seen a Creedor ad anywhere. I no. think I've received um, in like the two years that I've been working in WatchPress. I think I've gotten like two maybe Creedor press releases in my email. Um, it's 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 kind of strange and it's it's something to discuss now that um grand seiko is really pushing for a, a stronger north american presence because mm -hmm. i was like i mentioned last episode i was really surprised to hear that um a lot of the big jewelry chains here are going to start uh building little grand seiko stands within yeah. the store yeah, yeah 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 well i was so when i was trying to figure out like Creedor, a lot of the research that I was doing was just on the name because I had no idea what the name meant. And this is something that uh, I had learned about from Joe Kirk. I heard, I heard about it the first time, but then I was kind of like solidifying my knowledge recently for the show. So the whole idea behind Creedor is, I guess it wasn't really a brand when it first started out. So the first time I think Creedor as a name started showing up was around specific models in like the late 70s. So there would be like Seiko catalogs and you would see some things that were I guess hmm. marked Creedor, but they weren't. It wasn't. It wasn't Creedor. It was so they had used. I'm gonna fuck this up. Kanji hiragana. It was katakana. So katakana is like the Japanese alphabet that you use for foreign words. You know what I mean? Hmm. So uh, English words, European words, and so my understanding is that Creedor, I think, it was originally a French word. It was like crête d'or, and it just means like golden crest or some shit. Uh, you know what I mean? And it was which in. Which kind of reminds me of their logo. 
Well, their logo, so it, so over the years, it started to evolve, and the sort of design aesthetic that was associated with these Crete d'Or pieces was very, and we were talking about this in, in the pre-talk, was very, um, like, European aesthetics, you know what I mean? And so I think I saw someone describe it really, really well online. What we have today, I guess, if you want to try and kind of categorize it, is that Grand Seiko pieces are high-end luxury orological pieces designed with the sort of Japanese aesthetic, whereas the Creedor pieces are high-end luxury pieces designed with the more European or what yeah. they would see as sort of a European aesthetic. And so I think they just kind of kept leaning into that with the with the Creedor pieces. Over time, the Crete d'Or just turned into the word Creedor, and the logo ended up just looking like, I believe, the kanji symbol for a mountain? But it's stylized hmm. to, like, look this way. So I guess golden crest, mountain crest, maybe it makes some kind of sense. Um, and so it's always sort of, I guess, been that idea of of something made in japan but more with european or western aesthetics and this got me thinking because we kind of experienced this in hong kong um the asian market there this so just because remember, remember the doxa booth we were at the doxa booth yeah. at the hong kong watch and clock fair and the guy was saying oh yeah we don't have dive watches here he's like dude you're 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 motherfucking doxa though like how the <laughs> how the fuck balls do we not have it's just it, a completely it, different thing it's a totally it's a totally different market, and so the guy was basically saying like a lot of, um, like the the strongest demographic for watches here and not here but there in Asia was people that were just wanting to buy like very clean looking sort of European watches. So maybe that's why we don't see too much Creedor presence here because there's more Creedor presence in Asia, and we just get all the Grand Seiko stuff because people here want a sort of differently designed watch or something that we would interpret as like. A Japanese aesthetic, but what do you what do you think of that? Is that weird? Is I that mean, too I didn't simplistic? See, I didn't see any Creedor in Hong Kong or South Korea when I was when I was at that. That's massive a good point. Airport. That's a good point. I mean, maybe I still think I still think it's probably positioned as a very exclusive um, option for clients that ask about it, like the Starbucks um, secret menu. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I don't know. I don't know how much they really care about selling high volume or, or anything. I mean, it, it just it, it seems that way. Well, I, I didn't I just think they. Nothing. I didn't think they cared either until you and I were just on their website. There's a fuck ton of Creedor models. Yeah. There's yeah. way more Creedor models than the ones that we just see all the time. You know, Fugaku what Turbion. duty free do I have to go to to? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know but the thing is some of these Creedor so when I think when I think Creedor I think like 40,000 like $50,000 watches like that HE2 but there's some Creedors here which are like under 2,000 USD that we just don't hear about some of these look like Cartier's actually I've noticed Euro European aesthetic yeah you know every I now and then nine every million, now how much is 9 million yen I can't I can't deal with this pricing. Let's find out. Uh Japanese. Yeah. Oh, this one's got diamonds on it. See, I wonder if you'll ever see a grand is there a grand seiko with diamonds on it? Probably not. There's gotta be. I don't wanna be I, I don't wanna close the door on that. There's gotta be. Hold on, let me let me figure out what how much nine nine million yen? Good Christ. One, two, three, one, two, three. Eighty thousand dollars. What are you looking at? That's eighty thousand dollars USD, Michael. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> well, I can't. Like this is. 
this is weird. The site doesn't even have like an English version. You just have to translate with Chrome. So this is just called Mechanical Engraving Limited Model, GBBY989. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I don't think, I don't think they want to position Creedor for, uh, for the U.S. market. Or maybe it's like you said, maybe they just don't care about volume. But I feel like with how much attention Seiko has been paying to segmenting all the different sort of like markets and like 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 branches within itself some kind of attention has to be paid on creed or like what is what is going on with that you know but but but, but maybe to your point maybe it's just you have to know you got to be in the know like the speakeasies behind the bottle shops you know what i mean you got you got to know it's there you know? i just i just found the about creedor or what is creedor page on this tell me site what the, tell me what the what is creedor page says do I dare? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to read the whole thing, but give me the uh, give me the cliff notes. Remember, cliff oh, this notes? is this is a little this is a little short. The design of Credor is not biased towards artistry. It is basically based on being accepted by many people, but it is not simply a trivial design that does not have a presence because it does not lose the suggestion of constantly creating a new style. That is a word salad. My friend. Well, you're you're Google translating it, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I guess yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on the translated version of the page. Here's what I don't get: that description they just said can easily be applied to Seiko Five. That's true. Right. So what the hell's the point? <laughs> what the hell's the point of 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 trying to? Because the thing is, the Creator pieces that I think of do not follow that at all. The those two minute repeaters. The Fugaku Turbion, you know what I mean? Maybe the Kridorichi, that seems to be something that's definitely accessible, but still very kind of like special, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just interesting. Do you think it's like a forgotten sort of segmentation of Seiko? Or do you think maybe they're just trying to like, they're just well, winding it up? Well, like like we, we mentioned back, um, so back when Grand Seiko separated and became its own sort of entity that was last year right i think it was last year it might have been i think it's the year that the 62 mas reissue came out Mm -hmm. yeah and so we talked about this you know we kind of figured that grand seiko was trying to elevate into a more luxurious segment that could be marketed um here in the states but at the same time seiko lost their highest tier of products Mm. so we're seeing we're seeing a lot of these like super limited dive watches come out like the green marine master and all these limited editions that are super super expensive so they're filling in that grand seiko size gap now if we have seiko and grand seiko both elevating closer to luxury what (laughs) what is creedor doing that and that's that's the question we left off with you know what where do they exist in terms of uh, pricing and, I guess, element of luxury? Because, Whoa. like we discovered, if you mm-hmm. if you look at some of these, uh, I guess, more basic Creedor models, and you do the currency conversion, price wise, you're you're getting close to Grand Seiko. So yeah. in that case, what do you do? Do you buy a Grand Seiko or do you buy a Creedor? I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm probably gonna buy Grand Seiko just because I know more about them. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, but I, I, it really, it really depends. Well, what about? Did you do any research on like the history of how the pieces started becoming more and more popular? Maybe there's some sort of like analogy we can draw between the popularity of the pieces because everything that I was seeing, it made it seem like. Creedor pieces even still had the Seiko logo on them up until like the 80s. Then like the Creedor logo with the mountain was there and everything like that. Like it wasn't really this ever fully realized um, segmented entity until I, I think, think like I think I've 80s. seen those. By the way, you can search for Creedors on eBay and you find a bunch of them like priced regularly, I guess I would say. Um, the hell is regular they mean? I don't know. Well, like in the, in the 2000s, 3000s. You know, it's not super regular, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Sure, um, I got No, I didn't. I didn't look into that too much. I know they they started up in '74, um, mm-hmm. and what I found surprising was that they're um, they're also produced in the Micro Artist Studio, which is what one is of. So the Micro Artist Studio is one of the um, Seiko Epson. Uh, watch shops where they kind of do all the handmade stuff so your snowflake dials and all of wow. that stuff uh so i thought i thought this was i thought the creedor stuff was made somewhere else you know cloud like a city, special, o- a special japan or whatever <laughs> cloud city <laughs> <laughs> i'm but, looking uh, at, no, I'm the, looking at these, some of these creedors now yeah interesting i think these dials for the he2 are made right next to you know snowflake dials um but no i'm not really sure how this evolved i'm not sure how this brand survived the 80s <laughs> you know um Who knows? well i mean maybe well they were probably i mean were some of these early creators uh courses you think probably and i think a lot of these as we saw on the side are also quartz a lot of the ones that we saw, yeah, a lot of the ones that were quote unquote affordable on the site that I saw, they were quartz. Yeah. Let's see if I can find out here. Oh, dude, some of these look straight up like Cartiers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially man. some of these women's models. So I can definitely, I can definitely, we can, we can conclude that they're definitely trying to uh, capture that European aesthetic here with Creedor. Mm. Now, if I could just buy one, <laughs> where can I do that? Well, uh, let's try to add something to cart. From, from where are you on the, are you actually on the Creedor? Like, can you, can you purchase on the Creedor website? I don't think you can. Um, no, I don't think so. Limited. But there's gotta be like find a boutique or something. Nope. Handled. What's a handled store? Maybe that's what it means. Oh, shop. Okay. Wants to know my location. We're okay, learning together. Okay, this is gonna be fun. Select. Oh, those are letters that I can't read. Um. Oh, look, Creedor can only be purchased at stores authorized as an authorized dealer. Please come and visit us at the issuance of regular warranty certificate and after sales service. No, yeah, this is poorly translated. <laughs> yeah, it's it, Google Translate always has issues with um. This is like special work. characters. Yeah, the drop down. So the drop down where I can even just pick, um, like a country. Mm-hmm. That's not translated, so I can't oh, find USA. <laughs> what? 
That's but one so article, wild. so one article that I read um, about, let's see. It says available in the USA and elsewhere on special order through Seiko Boutiques. So I think I think if you if you were in the know and you wanted to ask about it, you just you just had to go to one of the what is it, three locations now that they have to buy. What here here in the states? Yeah. So it's Miami, New York, and what? Oh, you uh, you think the Grand Seiko joint on Rodeo on the West Coast? Has them? They they gotta help you out. What I mean, if you walk in there, they're gonna tell you no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with your with your creedor <laughs> nonsense. You take I mean, that shit to Miami where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I wish you know, there was I a think bit. Actually, in the New York boutique, when we went to see the um, the, the Spring Drive presentation, yeah, yeah. They, had, they, they had one Creedor piece. And um, the manager told me that this thing doesn't stay in the store. It kind of just tours along the different boutique locations. So it might have been one that you saw. Actually, might have been uh, when I was there. So the first time I was in the Ma- Ma- the Seiko Boutique in Miami for the opening, they had a, l- a lot of Creedor that were there. And then I was there again picking up this watch, actually, that I'm wearing right now, my Blue Lagoon Samurai. I bought it through the, the, the boutique. Uh, they had they did have some Creedor pieces there, but it wasn't like the big models. Everyone knows it was, the, it lo- if I recall, it was these like straightforward three-handers, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I just I just think in looking at the brand's history, you raised a really good question. How the fuck did this brand survive? <laughs> maybe it wasn't profitable. Maybe it just wasn't profitable for so long, but Seiko was making enough money on everything else where they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just keep it let's just keep it you know, keep it alive, you know? Yeah. I think Creedor does not have to worry about going under, especially when you're supported by the the branch of Seiko and affiliated products. Um, you know. It's sort of like a passion project, it seems, because <laughs> mm-hmm. because I can't tell if they're if they're selling. Um, I don't I know. Mean, how many of these do you see on Instagram? <laughs> one, <laughs> just the one, just the one, man. You know, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'll see them every now and then if someone's like at the boutique or something. You know what I mean? But like, 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 I've only ever like to see to see one but it's just i don't know it's i'm always just fascinated every time i think about creedor i just don't understand did you get to did you get to actuate the minute repeater when you saw it or did somebody have to touch it for you joe joe kirk had to do it for me with gloves <laughs> i asked him if i could he's like uh it might be easier if i do i'm like yeah no i i can i can read between the lines joe kirk i've been eating nothing but syrupy pancakes and funnel cake for the past three days i'll let you touch it don't worry <laughs> Don't you worry. And like he did it and it was beautiful. It was this like little, it was this very elegant, very like uh, 100% non-practical, like this chiming noise. And it was, it was, it was really, really, I would have loved to have, um, have actuated it, but uh, it was not worthy. Not the first time, you know? It's kind of, it's kind of tough to, to get the, I think, I think if you, I think if you mess it up or like if you don't actuate it properly, you can potentially mess up the minute repeater. I don't know. I'm not a minute really? repeater owner. <laughs> So there's like an opportunity for you to find. Oh wow, okay. I didn't know. I I, I thought you just I thought you just press the button and go, man. So with, okay. So with all of these different options uh, in Creedor, we just have to figure out how to buy them. I like the couples watches. So let me see. Just see just to, just to give you guys an idea of how many different like just Creedor, I guess offerings there are outside of these big like show showcase models. Like any Japanese brand, it's a shit ton of products. It's just so, it's just so many. 
Where the fuck did you go? Credor. Credor. This might be the cheapest one I've seen. 260,000 yen. Men's, ladies, couples, masterpieces, others? What the fuck is others, dude? Oh, it's like a it's like a pocket watch. It's like a pocket watch on like a oxtail. <laughs> on an oxtail? I have no other way of describing it than that. Let's see. It says Credor Seiko on it. Very interesting. But what the hell is Masterpieces then? Oh, Masterpieces is probably the ones we were just... Yep. Minute Repeater. GBLS 998. 35 wow. million yen. That thing is... That thing is sexy. What? Both of these. The Wave one and that oh, other yeah. one. Now there are some... So there's the... I think that's the Ichi 2. Minute Repeater. 16 million yen. 35 million yen. That fuck ton of yen, dude. Is this um? So you saw this minute repeater? Is that one of a kind, or is um, it commissioned? If you want it, I don't remember. Honestly, I doubt it was one of a kind. Um, I'm I sure just found. So I searched that, and it's I found a listing at timelessluxurywatches.com for that <sighs> Turbion limited edition with the waves and everything. Um, is this out of stock? Um. <laughs> Was it ever in stock? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I mean, maybe. Who knows? That's that's so just. Is, I think. Oh, look, number one of eight. So I'm looking at a case back shot. There you go. There must be eight, or there must have been eight. Yeah. You know. This looks like something out of Final Fantasy. The 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 Fugaku wave turbion. Yeah. What does that mean, by the way, Fugaku? I don't know. What is, the name. what is Fugaku? I think it's the name of this art style or this wave. Let's find out together. I'm sure there's so many of you guys out there that know all these answers and you're just fucking like ripping your hair out. I'm pulling up Narutopedia. Oh, for Christ's sake, so did I. Okay, let's let's not get into the whole Naruto. Uh, okay, that's more more Naruto. That's not helpful. Uh, <laughs> I never got into into Naruto. It seems kind of kind of overwhelming. I did, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to talk about it baby uh that's a sharingan no we're not getting back into naruto guys okay i don't know what fugaku means if someone does know what it means please let us know what's up i think we're gonna run into another orient situation where creedor is somehow magically really popular in a country that we totally did not think about but that that's the great thing about these episodes because i feel like we we're asking questions the majority of people just don't know answers to and that's that's why i love the knowledge sharing that just happens with these things i'm still just fascinated by just these creator pieces so in looking at the history of them it looks like it did there was never really an explosion of like creator popularity it's always been sort of like this trickle like i'll send you this link afterwards that you, so you can take a look at it but this person is writing that like every couple years they would add another handful of like creator pieces to the catalogs and then it's always just kind of been this slow thing, so maybe that's just maybe that's just the pace that they enjoy. I think there was actually a Creedor released this year around Basel time. Was it the Creedor TBWS special? <laughs> that's yeah. They're gonna do they're gonna do the limited edition um, TBWS watch. By the way, Seiko Catterday. Can we get Creedor to do a Seiko Catterday watch? Yeah, they're gonna be the ones. I think that would I it. think that would actually be my dream come true. I would have lived a life 
fully fulfilled the day Seiko 5 or Seiko Prospects uh, does a limited edition Seiko Catterday piece, right? I might I might quit everything. I mean, oh, what, like, where else is there to go? Yeah, I know. What did you find? This this year, so this year it looks like they released the um the Aichi 2 in rose gold. So that was the big release for this oh, year. Oh, how does it look? Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I, rose gold is a hit or miss for me. Oh, it's odd. It's odd with the blue hands. Yeah, I can never do rose gold. What I love about this watch, by the way, is that the power reserve indicator was moved to the movement side. It's in the back. That I love. I just think that's so cool. I don't know why. Because you're supposed to admire the back as much as the front, dude, right? Yeah. That's what What I feel. What is that part of the movement that's kind of like, uh, it looks like a flower? That's the power reserve. It looks like it's covering the, the mainspring. Let me see. I'm pretty sure it's the power reserve. Oh, God damn it. Just show me the goddamn picture internet. Fucking shithole internet. Sorry, that's a that's a cool little motif that I think carries on uh, between some of the Creedor pieces I've seen. At least the more uh, intricate ones. Yeah, here, let me get a closer shot and I'll let you know what it is. That is the, yeah, that's the mainspring barrel. Yeah. That's the power reserve and it, I believe that's a lotus. A lotus, there you go. Yeah. I'm not a flowerologist. Flowerologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fucking space allergist over here. Yeah, this thing is beautiful, man. I love this movement. That power reserve is so killer. So when can love- we, when can we buy one of these? Do you wanna you wanna split split the difference here? Can I can I pay off my student loans first before we uh before we go balls deep in in Creedor? It's painful to look at student loans and think <laughs> to yourself. Ah, that's a Patek right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, now that I'm married, my student loans have doubled. You know what I mean? Because obviously, I mean you're, you're aware of that as well. So yeah, I could probably. Uh, what could I do with the student loan money that I would, it's going to take me the rest of my life to pay off? That is what one accountant uh, referred to as sexually transmitted debt. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of corny. But funny at the same time. <laughs> the best, the most, the most fun you'll ever have accruing debt. Sexually transmitted <laughs> debt. <laughs> That's so good, man. But yeah, no, I, I, I just, I'm eager for more information. What I honestly might do is, um, buy, buy I'm, one. You want to buy no, one? No, I might, I might see if I can catch up with Joe Kirk to see if he has any additional information or what I might do is get as many questions together for myself as I can and just I don't believe he's in Miami anymore by the way he's not he's not he has moved on to greater bigger and greater things within um, within Seiko probably up in New York because isn't that where their headquarters is I'm not sure I'm not sure I gotta find out but either way maybe I can get some answers for him also if anyone else has any answers listening to the show so I just I think I find it interesting that Creedor, in what I have been seeing, has never had an explosion of popularity. It's always been this exclusive trickle and small tinkering and repositioning over the years. It's not like when last year Basel redid everything with Grand Seiko and then boom, all this Grand Seiko bullshit. Oh, every month new, 
a whole whole lot a whole lot of garbage not garbage but you know, I'm just colloquially using the word garbage because I have a really shitty vocabulary but like a whole bunch of bullshit was coming out and it was all this big press push and they were mowing down Rolex brick and mortars and building Grand Seiko shops on top of them and now you can go on Rodeo Drive and get fucking get your Juvederm and get your fucking Chihuahua purse and get your fucking Grand Seiko on because that's where the Grand Seiko boutique is over on Rodeo and like it's this whole thing but the Credo thing has this has been very reserved has been very pulled back and we just saw i guess as we just as we just found out one creator model this year with the rose gold ag2 i think they're just missing the kind of normal flagship model that would put them on the map uh here in the states because we love to ogle at this turbion and the minute repeater and the porcelain dials but that's i mean unattainable Creed- for most for most people those are unattainable yeah yeah until creedor has something like their snowflake i really don't think we're gonna see much push that that seems to go against the brand aesthetic though it That's needs true. to be european aesthetic accessible but still very beautiful pieces and that's the majority of what's on the site. I think every time they do these showcase pieces, like your porcelain dials or your mini repeaters, that's that, that's them hanging dong, which totally makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So but, then, so then that is the flagship. The the HE2 is probably the flagship Creedor model, but it's not accessible in the same way. Um, I don't gra- think they uh, care. They probably don't give a shit. But then you have to ask yourself, why does the brand exist? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's think- buying these watches? I think it, it I think it it exists just for just for clients that are interested in it privately and and want to go through the appropriate channels and buy their Creedor. I guess I think try to profile the person that that is into owning Creedor, or buying Creedor, or just Creedor in general. It's probably a pretty they, they want pretty something special watch person. You know? Hardcore watch person. They want something special. They want something exclusive. They want something that's going to be meaningful to them and that you wouldn't see on the street every day and that totally totally makes sense you know I, I guess maybe to your point that's what they just want Creedor to be but then why even offer all of these fucking quartz models for 2000 USD yeah that's just, what I want to know where where's that being sold right I don't know <clears throat> well, masterpieces couple I, I do like the idea of the couples watches I find that quite adorable but let me see is there anything cool here in like the men's watches some of those honestly just don't look that impressive a lot of the quartz ones just look like what I could find at Macy's from Seiko and Citizen. But isn't that the point? I'm so I'm so confused. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay, exactly. Is, so I'd like to know where they push that kind of volume. How much is eight hundred and fifty thousand yen in USD? Here I am, like a like a fucking idiot using. I got you. I got you. you okay, eight hundred fifty thousand yen. Seven thousand five hundred and thirty-three dollars. I mean, that's not. Okay, that's no, bad. no. That's what are you bad. looking at? I, I, I'm looking at this model, a uh, spiral dial model GCBE993. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's a little simple, but there's this wonderful sort of like color flourish at this uh, six uh, six o'clock position sub dial. Mm-hmm. I could also buy five of my Bond Omega Seamaster two five four one dot eight zero dot zero 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 models <laughs> for the price of this watch. Yeah, it man. Quite I mean, the you know the seven k seven and a half k range is pretty uh, it's pretty crowded. You know, if yeah. you're if you're looking for options. But um, but to the point we we're talking about earlier, what if I wanted something special that I didn't see everywhere? 
And maybe this is my version of an accessible creator mod. That's not like NHG2 or something like that, you know? Yeah. I think I think this is probably for the person who has had one or two Grand Seikos and is maybe interested in uh, seeing the next level of spring drive and how that can be applied to, you know. I can see that. Handmade pieces. Um, I kind of group them in with buyers that are into stuff like F.P. Journe and Laurent Ferrier and Philippe Dufour because you're never going to get one. Um, so it, it's kind <laughs> Full of like, disclosure. <laughs> if you have a Philippe Dufour, um, I'll buy you a nice dinner and we can I'll talk. Buy you a, he'll buy you a nice dinner. Y'all can just talk. You have some white wine by the fire. Just talk. <laughs> just talk it out, you know? Um, these creators are so interesting. So yeah, go, excuse me. I encourage everyone to go on the creator website uh, and try to make sense of it. <laughs> try to make sense of it and just look at all the different models and just ask yourself what the fuck is going on. Like, who's buying these? Like, I I just, I don't know. I'm very interested to hear. I'm, if anyone also has, like, more in-depth knowledge about maybe why some of these marketing choices have been made for Creedor, definitely let us know what's up. Always, always would love to just learn more about this stuff. But I just think it's so interesting to see this brand be one of the last things that Seiko hasn't tried to readjust or reposition aggressively. And honestly, it doesn't look like they ever will because that just doesn't seem to be the point. It's always been this slow trickle with Creedor. What, you know? what I want to know is, so if I if I wanted to blow a ton of cash mm -hmm. and I'm telling myself, I want to buy the end game Seiko, the one to rule them all. Do I go Grand Seiko or do I go Creedor? Because there are some serious Grand Seikos. I feel like if you want to rule them all, you got to do a minute repeater. You got to do one of the creator minute repeaters. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I guess yeah, you're right. Because the thing is, that is that is that's that. So it's the it's the it's the the the, the, the con convergence of so many different wonderful aspects of not just like orology, but just the Japanese aesthetic that people really do enjoy from from Seiko pieces. I mean, there's so much. Um, Within the way the movements actually like like laid out, you know what I mean. Uh, a lot of the design motifs, like uh, in those minute repeaters, the actual I think tune, like the actual minute repeater does, is very particular. I think I could be wrong. The Japanese culture, but at the same time, it's also a wonderful feat of just orology. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I so feel like I, if you, oh sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just curious to know if um, if this is this the only Japanese minute repeater. Uh, I don't know. Let's type in. Let's Google Japanese minute repeater together and see what happens. I type. I I searched citizen minute repeater and I'm getting a bunch of eco drives. <laughs> so I'm guessing they haven't done one yet. Yeah. Try. Uh. Try. Um. Royal Orient. I doubt it, but try Royal Orient. Oh my God! If Orient has a minute repeater, I doubt it. The Royal the Royal Orient line is like their version of Grand Seiko, and it's quite it's quite particular and not very popular. A bunch of royal oaks <laughs> yeah i'm seeing a lot of um uh citizen campanolas which most of these are going to be eco drive i believe uh, okay so maybe not maybe not or well, well okay so if it is is a court citizen eco drive still a minute repeater if it has oh, yeah. the minute repeater function it's a minute repeater so they're Okay, good. I wasn't sure if we were if we were if we were sliding into quartz snobbery. 
um, in this in the discussion. But yeah, no, man, I I also, I also really do love. I, I'd rather I think I'd rather spend seven thousand bucks on a Citizen Campanola than on like an entry level Creedor. You know what I'm saying? I think I'd just buy I, a snowflake and call it a day. If I wanted to get into really high end <laughs> Seiko artistry, I might just do that. Which is not honestly not a bad choice. I I I challenge anyone to no, fight me on that. It's just I, I find it interesting how much um how strongly that original snake the the, the Seiko uh, the Seiko Snowflake SBGE zero zero one or zero one one I can't I always mix them up. Um, how like strongly that's captured the hearts of so many people in the watch family. Even my wife loves that watch. Yeah. That's the like that's one of the few watches she knows by name. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's, she's, she's like she's like uh, like well you know it, last time we were in a place that had Grand Seiko. I don't want to say where because I don't like the place. But last time we were in a place that had Grand Seiko, she saw it in the case. She's like, oh look, it's the Grand Seiko snowflake. And I'm like, baby, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm buy some ice cream. You earned you earned that ice cream. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but no, that that's that's one. But it, it is a beautiful piece. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not necessarily like the piece that you spend the most money on, but like the Seiko piece that just means the most to you. Like maybe that's how you hang Seiko dong, hang Seikong. Mm, yeah, Seiko dong. From from what I can tell, though, it, it's kind of hard for me um, to find a creator that I can a relate to and b aspire to like afford <laughs> uh, actually actually afford yeah um so yeah i'm just i'm not really i'm not too too charmed by the brand to be honest i'm charmed by the the ichi too uh i find i find that ent- entertaining but uh but the normal like not the normal but like the the competitive price offerings that they have you know the sub 10k stuff you're not no kitten smith no. with it there's there's so that's much high-end stuff that seiko makes i mean you know it begs the question again why why even make it but who knows um if anyone has any information totally let us know what's up if i learn anything extra i will update you guys um i'll see if maybe i can get in contact with some people just to ask some questions just to get maybe like a modern perspective on what the ideas are for the brand like what like how important is it are we going to see a creedor boutique next to the grand seiko boutique on rodeo drive you know what i mean like i I doubt it i fucking like super doubt it but you never know yeah they gotta they gotta start selling these in these um like new grand seiko boutiques that are gonna start popping up then that would start to make sense so not in the regular seiko boutiques but in like the additional grand seiko boutiques yeah they gotta have them in stock ready to go where people can handle them, feel educated and attracted to to putting money down for for these things. Otherwise, it's just yeah. going to continue to be really obscure. Yeah, I hear that. I can't think of a watch but, brand as obscure as Creedor. Let me think. Like high end watch brand, because I can think of some like yeah, some random watch brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high end, high end. Um, let me think. Let's. That's a good point. Let's think. Uh, well, technically, the Royal Orients are very obscure because no one fucking knows about them. Yeah, you know what I mean. But those are those aren't as segmented from the main Orient line as Creedor is from Seiko in general. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, I think Creedor might be just the most like obscure. 
Although, although that those Constantine Chikens, those seem pretty obscure. Although, the, although those are getting popular. Those seem to be getting like Man, mainstream. I love now. those. Did you see the Halloween one? He ho- oh yeah, he did like a Halloween version of like the Joker eyes. Yeah, like right? a Jack O' Lantern. I think it's one of a kind. That's funny as hell, man. But here, um, should we start recapping? I, the thing is, I really want to talk more about Creedor. I just there's just nothing else out there. It's kind in my it was, opinion. It was that hard. I've seen. It was hard to research between uh, yesterday and today. Um, should mm-hmm. should we bring up the giveaway? Okay, you guys, you caught us. We're giving away Creedor. It had, you know what we were. <laughs> I was hoping to make it more of like, uh, like a build up, like surprise, like a proper, like building up, like a, like a, like 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 a really proper female orgasm. But I guess we'll just say it. We'll just say we're we're giving away a Creedor. No, we're not giving away a fucking Creedor. I wish we, if you if we had a Creedor to give away, you guys wouldn't be hearing from me ever again. I mean, I think that's just the reality, right? Yeah, we'd both I be would, on vacation. We'd both be on vacation with Archie Luxury. I have I have a question, Michael. Uh, I was I did the unfortunate thing, uh, and I googled I googled us, and because um, we were looking at reviews of our of ourself, like 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 of the show mm-hmm. on like iTunes, and so I googled googled ourself, and I saw a couple like watchy seek threads and a couple like Reddit threads, and the <laughs> I have a question. The common denominator seems to be that people think we are we are we are lowbrow humor. Yes. Yeah. Are we? That's. I find that like. Are we low? Are we the carrot top of the of like the watch podcast world? <laughs> I didn't think it. I like. I, I knew. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not blind to like the type of humor that we have in the show. But like lowbrow. Are we lowbrow humor? Maybe in the watch world. I, I don't know. I. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly more you know, offended we, than you are, which is fine. I just we wasn't were, sure if that's how you saw us. Are we like lowbrow humor? Should we talk about champagne? We're definitely not as filthy as uh, as we were early on in the single digit episodes. I think. I think and we're not as bad as Archie Luxury, right? No, no. And I fuck. I tried watching one of his YouTube videos. I literally wanted to stab my fucking eyes out with like with my sharpie. Like I'm just like, dude, how the fuck? How the fuck is this watchable? But maybe that's the kind of reaction people to have have when when my dumbass starts talking. I don't know. I don't know. I think he, I think he's a genius. You think so? You think he, you think he's like like he's it, it's like a a a performance piece of I the ages. So. I think I, so. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, you don't. You think we are maybe lowbrow humor within the watch world where everyone's talking about like classic sports cars and like cave diving, right? Are we? I think we're fine. <laughs> is that something we should wear proudly then? I think so. Okay. I mean, we're just doing what we're doing. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Because really, I have, not I really have a, bothering me. I have a very brittle ego. It will, it will break at the slightest push. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But here, um, what was that? We're not gonna. Oh. We're still not gonna be invited to the only watch auction or, or the GPHG awards. Um, so what the we'll, fuck are the GPHG awards? What is that? Is that is that good? It's like awards for watches. They just did them. Oh, we're not going there. Yeah, no, we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll serve hors d'oeuvres, which I think would be incredible. Right, <laughs> I would love to be a waiter at like a at like a like a big watch. I think that would be so on brand for TVW. Live, live stream it, live stream it, live stream ourselves serving shrimp to people wearing Creedors. I'm so on board for that, dude. <laughs> I'm so fucking on board for that. But yes, I do apologize. I got distracted. We have reached seven thousand mother flipping followers on Instagram. And you know what that means, Michael? 
giveaway time. We're giving away a goddamn watch to our own to our own demise. We will constantly give away watches every time we reach a thousand followers on giveaway. Um, last uh, giveaway for six thousand followers, we gave away the Orient Mako Two um, with the new. I'm gonna fuck it up. Four, six, nine, uh, three, nine movement. I can't remember the actual name, but the new movement in there. This giveaway is very special. This giveaway is only possible because of um, our very beloved listener, OGTBWS listener, uh, Tritium Bowles. Tritium Bowles, great name. Um, check out his feed. He takes, he takes really wonderful photos. It's very, it's very, it's very clean and thoughtful uh, watch photography. So this giveaway is possible because of him. We're giving away something incredibly special. For a 7,000 follower giveaway, we are giving away one of these super new, super interesting Vostok Classicas. The Vostok Classica is this new iteration of dress watch that um, Vostok and Marinom have been selling. It's essentially a reimagining of the very, very cool, old school, kind of obscure Vostok um, Precision. The Vostok Precision was the only, how can I phrase this? The only Swiss chronometer style uh, watch, like Swiss chronometer no, certified no. style watch that um, Russia had ever made because they just copied a Zenith movement. I don't think I I, need, I I should have double checked before I jumped in there, but I don't think they ever actually submitted it for like chronometer certification, but it met the specs because they just copied a zenith movement, you know. Mm. So the Vostok Precision's lifetime was pretty short lived, but it was very clean. It was very like European. It was just a straight up three hander, very fun legible uh, markers and very nice uh, like bar hands baton hands and so that watch was a thing for like a handful of years probably oh god probably early 60s to like the early 70s or something something like that and then, and then it just went away because that's just, just fucking expensive to me um and then you know closer and closer we got to the 90s the soviets had to kind of reprioritize where they wanted to spend money you know so <laughs> which is fine um and then and then and then this Vostok classica was released oh man probably like a year ago or maybe this year either this year or last year Really wonderful, really beautiful. This model here they were giving away specifically, it is the gray dial. It's a gray sunburst dial. It has a really wonderful sheen to it. Um, people, I think, might mistakenly think this is like a Glashute, what's this, Senator? Kind of homage. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm trying to find it now. Let's see. Glashute, Senator. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I know people, exactly what I mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, but that, in my opinion, that's erroneous. This is this is a reimagining of the Vostok Precision, which is a watch that was made for uh, sixty years ago. Holy hell, sixty years ago! Jesus Christ, it's two thousand eighteen, Michael. Daddy like. Daddy like. <laughs> do you ever get it in your brain sometimes, or it's just like, oh yeah, it's still two thousand? Do you ever like do that in your brain? Oh yeah, it's terrible. I still feel like it's I, and, like ninety seven actually right dude it's 1997 um pierce brosnan's golden eye is still fresh on everyone's mind yeah you know i think they came out in 96 i saw but yeah so we're giving away this Vostok classica what i'm going to do is i'm going to review the watch and then we'll be giving it away this watch is what is powered by the wonderful manual line 2409 movement which they've um they've decorated and finished differently than the uh, 249 that you get in other watches. It's a Russian movement, um, as all the movements are going to be from from Vostok. So the 2409 is a is a predecessor to the 2209, which was the first movement that was in the original Amphibias uh, back in the day. And the 2209 also has a history before the Amphibias. So it's been um, 
this is just another you know iteration of this wonderful legacy of movements that Vostok does. So it's got blue it's got blue screws in the movement. I don't think they're actually thermal blue. I think they're like painted with nail polish, which is fine. It looks good, and um, has some really fun polishing on here too. Love the case back, it's exhibition case back. It's a really fucking awesome dress watch. We're giving it away for seven thousand followers. We'll let you know details on how to enter and how to win. Um, probably on the next episode, right? Actually, probably during, actually you know what? we'll do it during the Thanksgiving episode. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, you'll details on how to enter the 7,000 follower giveaway on the Thanksgiving episode, which is only going to be on Patreon for free, just because it's going to be logistically easier for us to do it that way, because we're all going to be in the same room for Thanksgiving, so keep an eye out for that, and we'll remind everyone as well. Is there anything I'm forgetting about this watch? No. Can you hear Can you hear me winding it? I can. It's very satisfying. It's actually um, they've they've the in part of um, uh, finishing this movement they've also upgraded the, the 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 winding click mechanism and it winds really fucking well compared to a standard two four um, zero nine movement so hmm. we're really excited to give that one away um, comes with the box comes with the strap that it came with the strap is actually pretty solid and uh, yeah should be pretty cool I'm excited yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so here let's. Uh, let's let's wind let's wind down to that sad sad time so here let's do a recap watch brands we know nothing about creator i think it's been a wonderfully fascinating conversation but also just an oddly confounding one it's very difficult for us to just understand some of the choices with this brand um really interested to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions um really hope it was just sort of interesting for you guys to hear us and how we discovered this brand's history and sort of where we think maybe some of the areas of opportunity are for it to improve um if you've seen any of these other non-flagship creator like models in person like some of these like sub 10k quartz models or or even mechanical models let us know what's up let us know if that actually is like a wonderful like a different sense of finishing that you get maybe on grand seiko um also let me see here keep an eye out for our thanksgiving special the week after thanksgiving uh it'll be on patreon only that's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be me my wife mike mike's wife and we're all room we'll be talking about salad right salad salad and soybeans salad soybeans and watches coming to a bookshelf near you <laughs> on tvws descent into madness sorry um uh really cool to hear about you and Nora's watch adventure uh, hopefully we can do something potentially similar or something. So uh, Citizen just became the official like watch brand clock sponsor for all the Disney stuff here. And so every clock in Disney now has a Citizen logo on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and I can do some story segments when we're in the parks here because you know we're going to fucking Disney. We can check right? them for accuracy. We can sit there. We can sit there. <laughs> we can sit there and check them. Um, I can, I, I'll bring what's, what's my most accurate watch. Probably one of my quartz chronos. I'll bring my I'll bring my I'll bring my orange Christmas chrono. Be ironic. There you go. Right? There you go, man. Uh let me think here. Ba, 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 ba. I think I think that's it. Yeah, as always with these episodes, um, you know, feel free to chime in, uh, send us an email, send us a DM, tell us if you have a cool Creedor. Uh where'd you buy it? Uh have you seen Creedor yeah, that's being... the big question. Where the, where the <laughs> fuck did you guy? Where the fuck did you buy your guys' Creedors from? Because because yeah. one with one Walmart, I can tell you that much. And where do you live? Uh, because we want to know how you found out about Creedor and where to buy them. So, oh, like if you're in the states and you found out about, or if you're like in I don't know Germany and you found out about it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good time to say goodbye. I don't want it. It's never a good time to say goodbye, but 
It's never a good time to say before goodbye, but unfortunately, fate dictates otherwise for us. This has been episode 105. Here, do you want to uh, start and then I'll jump in? Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. That's detente, comrade. You don't have it, and I don't have it. You have been listening to Two Bogue Watch Knob, and I've been watching way too much Bond. Later. (laughs) 